For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. You're listening to Daybreak. On March 26th, graduate students from Change Princeton Now gathered in front of Robertson Hall to voice their demands to the School of Public and International Affairs. Daybreak correspondent Hope Perry and I attended the protest to learn more. It's Sunday, April 4th. Friday, March 26th, was a windy day, but the sun was still shining. It illuminated the Double Sights art installation in front of Robertson Hall. It's the piece that looks sort of like a towering protractor, and was installed by the university in 2019 to recognize the complicated legacy of Woodrow Wilson. At the time, he was still the namesake for the School of Public and International Affairs, which is now referred to by its acronym, SPIA. The art installation itself has sparked wide controversy on campus. Yeah, it's a complex question, but it ain't so complex that you can't get to the essence of it. The essence of it is he's an arch-white supremacist, and the question to the institution is what side of history do you stand on? Over 200 students, faculty, and alumni protested the dedication in 2019 including Larry Adams, class of 74, who you heard in that clip. There had been calls to change the name of the school for many years, with a notable effort by the Black Justice League in 2015, who staged a 33-hour sit-in at Nassau Hall on behalf of their demands. However, Wilson's name remained until the summer of 2020. In the wake of the killing of George Floyd and a nationwide reckoning with racism, a student activist-led campaign called Change Woodrow Wilson School Now provided the final push for the university to remove his name from the school and one of the residential colleges on campus. Student activism was on display again on that Friday when graduate students from a group called Change Princeton Now put up posters on several columns on the iconic Robertson Hall building. The posters described each of their demands to SPIA and to the university as a whole. That last one, you might have had a hard time hearing. The speaker said, quote, divest from the prison industrial complex. Connor Hussey, a first-year master's and public affairs student at SPIA, came to the protest to support his classmates and believes that it is due time that Princeton listened to their demands. I came out here because my classmates have been working so hard on this issue and I wanted to support them and I completely agree with all of these demands and and the need for change and more anti-racist policies coming from SPIA. There were about 40 protesters in attendance, all masked and socially distanced. Some were using benches as tables to create their own signs with phrases such as pay reparations and one class session on race does not equal an anti-racist curriculum. Some of these calls have been heard by the university. In the summer of 2020, SPIA announced that it would be adding a mandatory diversity, equity, and inclusion requirement for the master's program. This addition, administrators said, 
would be an interim measure as SPIA began a, quote, comprehensive review of every element of its graduate school curriculum. Despite these efforts, the speakers at the rally made clear their belief that more must be done. Their rallying cry is, changed the name, it's still the same. For the protesters, although Woodrow Wilson's name is no longer attached to the school, they do not feel that enough change is being made within the institution itself. We asked Nosheen, a second-year master's student who attended the protest, about the changes she hopes to see. That we hire more black, that we think about how we want to divest in the university, that we implement an anti-racist curriculum, not just do cosmetic changes up in the front, but actually integrated, like integrate the issues that we see happening in this country into every aspect of our curriculum. Another policy graduate student, Marissa Korn, also indicated that because of her field of study, she felt that these demands were especially important. Yeah, I think as policy students, we should be thinking a lot about race and equity and um, justice. And I think as a policy school, it's incumbent on them to also be thinking about centering that. And a name change isn't enough. So we want to keep uh, pressuring and, and encouraging the, the uh, SPIA to, to uh, keep improving. Overall, the organizers of the event said that they were really pleased with how it went. So I think we're, we're extremely happy with this turnout. Um, SPIA is a fairly small graduate program, so our turnout today amounts to at least half of the class. That's Maya Hardiman, a second-year master's student. In addition to being one of the original drafters of the Change Princeton Now demands, she is also part of the steering committee for SEED, which is Students for Educational Equity and Diversity. And we've been doing work throughout the school year to try to keep these demands um, centered in administration's decisions, whether that's through public events or individual and small group meetings with the administration. Um, and um, this spring, we wanted to hold this event to show the administration that these are still issues that students care deeply about, um, and specifically in the context of the search for a new dean for SPIA. Hardiman is referring to the fact that SPIA is currently searching for a new dean after the former dean, Cecilia Rouse, was chosen to be the chair of economic advisors under President Joe Biden. Another organizer and second-year master's student, Clark Wheeler, has been frustrated by what she's seen as a lack of progress so far. Last summer in July, the students who wrote the demands actually had a meeting with um, Dean Rouse and the other deeds of, of SPIA, um, where we sort of got a check on like where they were. Um, and basically, they committed to having a pro-curriculum review but not necessarily to implementing an anti-racist curriculum, and then they committed to none of the other demands. And so we really still have a lot of work to do. Wheeler, who is also one of the original writers of the demands, said that while it will ultimately be on SPIA's administration to implement any proposals, the group will stay vocal, hoping to hold administrators accountable to the desires of its students. Usually in policy school, we're told to figure out like what's the priority and what's the what is given limited resources. What can we focus on? And we're here to say that's not our job to figure out. You know, we're we're students. The the things that you focus on are the demands. Like implement the demands. Um, and so I think that's sort of our broad strategy. We want to raise awareness. We want to um, hold these like our leadership and these committees accountable. And then they need to do the work. Despite what they see as slow progress so far, students like Hardiman and Wheeler are planning for the future. Regarding next steps, we are hoping that this event will kind of serve as a rallying point to re-engage the community 
in conversations around what these demands mean to us as individual students, what they mean to us as a community, and what actions we can take in the future. Uh, both Clark and I are graduating um, in, the, in May, so we're going to be turning leadership over to the first years and making sure that they can kind of take the lead going into the summer as to what they want future demands um, or future actions on these demands to be. The university and SPIA administrators have been meeting with activists over the past year to discuss their demands and to try to institute some changes. The curriculum review appears to be the first concrete step that SPIA has taken, but it is clear that the activists will continue advocating for their cause. In a recent email to the Prince, SPIA communications manager Rose Huber wrote that, quote, The review of the undergraduate curriculum will be continued next academic year. There's nothing we can report related to its contents at this time. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was produced under the 145th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, Class of 22. Special thanks to Hope Perry for joining me on this week's episode. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. Have a wonderful day.